Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I'm so excited to have my friend Mackenzie on my show today because she not only has two children, ages 10 and 8, but she decided, much like a lot of parents out there, to pull her children out during COVID and after COVID. So we're going to learn all about the reasons why she decided to do this. So we're going to have a really good sit down with Mackenzie and learn all about her homeschooling experience, her journey, and how she does it. So I'm so excited to introduce to you, Miss Mackenzie. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Mackenzie. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you so much for being on my show today. I'm really excited to get into the nitty gritty of your homeschool life. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is what made you decide to homeschool? My husband and I had been considering it for a little bit. We didn't feel that my daughter was getting everything she needed. And then COVID happened. We were at home anyway. It was just the thing that pushed us into the direction of going into it all in. Okay, so you guys, your children were attending school. They were attending, I'm assuming, elementary school. And then COVID happened. And so you kept your children at home. And so you just decided after COVID to just keep them at home, I guess, right? Yes, it was homeschool was working for us. I didn't want to send them back that first year back. And it was working for us. I was seeing they were getting what they needed. They were thriving. And we just decided to keep them home and continue with the homeschool journey. So was was that school year 21-22? 2021. 2021. So, oh, from 20 to 21. It all kind of, you know, it's been, <laughs> believe it or not, it's going to be like four years of COVID in six months. So it's kind of all like, you know, getting together, kind of forget what year is what. Okay. So you've been now homeschooling for maybe three years now, right? Yes. Okay. And so your children are loving it. Are they loving being at home? Yes. They love the more freedom that they have than they see that their friends have in public school that we're done with school around lunchtime. They get to go outside, spend time with friends and do a lot more stuff than my daughter remembers just sitting in the classroom. So when you say get they get to go outside and play with friends, are there other homeschool friends that are in your community? Or are you saying like at three o'clock when when school is out? How's that working? 
No, there's other homeschool friends within the community. I drive about 20 minutes to get to our core group that's around, but it's a very consistent group of friends that will meet at the mall on Tuesdays and play games and eat lunch. We go to the park on Wednesdays, have lunch there, spend three hours or more just playing outside with kids of all ages. We have two-year-olds up to 17-year-olds. Wow. So that is a big range. Yeah. So they still get the socialization, right? Because everyone always wonders that. They're not sitting at home doing nothing all day. But if you wanted to sit at home and do nothing, then you can. You don't have to go to every single event. And and also when you go to those co-ops, the interesting thing is your kids are actually making deeper, meaningful relationships than just passing each other in the hallway, having you know some time to talk during lunch. So tell us what your school day looks like. What time do you get up? What does your morning routine look like? And then what does it look like with the kids? My morning routine, I get up around 6, 6.30. I get my coffee. I need that in order to start the day. And it's kind of relaxed at the beginning. We're getting breakfast, getting a few chores done before we get started. And then usually around 8.30 is when we get into doing school. The kids are relaxed as well in the morning. Just get up, wake up before starting. And then what time do you do your school till? till? I usually we're done by 11:30 or 12. Sometimes it takes longer if the subject's a little more difficult for them to grasp, but usually by lunch we're completely done. That's so good. It's like your day's done. And then that you eat lunch and then you can either go do co-op, the kids can play outside. It's so nice, isn't it? So did the schools close? I've kind of been out of. So in in August of 2020, were the schools shut down or were kids allowed to go to school? I just remember they shut down like in at spring break of 2020. They shut down completely at spring break of 2020. It was actually my daughter's birthday that they shut down. It was like, <laughs> the she's end. like, all right, big birthday party. <laughs> right. <now." laughs> I do believe they went back to um, computer based learning that first year where everyone was on the computer. Like that distant learning thing. That distant learning thing, which was one thing I knew my son was not going to be able to sit in front of a computer for six to eight hours a day and be focused. He would have been in kindergarten at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. Okay, so then you kept them home that year and it went well. So this is like, you're just like, oh my goodness, we're going to homeschool. Did you even know what curriculum to do? Like, How did you figure out what you needed to do? I did a lot of research over that summer after we didn't know if we were going back to school, that spring break shut down. So at that point, I decided we're going to stay home, do homeschool. So I did a lot of research. I um, found some YouTube videos that were really good that they just sat there with a bunch of curriculum and did a flip through of a whole bunch of different curriculum for math, for language arts. And I just picked and grabbed which ones I thought were best for my kids. So they did not do the same curriculum for math, language, arts, history, and science we did together. But I picked the ones for math and language arts that fit their needs. Yeah, it seems like the curriculums that are like all in one that have all the subjects, a lot of people don't use that. I always hear, you know, they pick this from this one. It's kind of fun to do that. And then a lot of times every year people change. There's always new things coming out. And so picking a curriculum and doing that is always a lot of fun. I really enjoy that part. So what were some of the concerns of your children when they were in school? 
like what didn't the kids like? Why are they why are they liking now being homeschooled? Because some parents might say, I want to homeschool, but my kids just, you know, they don't want to leave their friends. What what were some of your reasons? So Philip didn't really know any different because he was in preschool and then it shut down at spring break. So he never went to a full five days a week. This is what he knows. But yeah, but Audrey was in kindergarten and then first grade was when it shut down. And a lot of her friends weren't going back to school that first year back. Their parents had chosen to homeschool as well. So we still got together within the community. But my daughter does not miss public school. She realizes that they're all sitting down. They're forced to sit there whether or not they got the work done. And she's like, I get it done and I'm free to do what I want to do. So she doesn't miss that at all. Well, she's a very smart lady because she figured out that she can get a lot more done at home and then have a lot more free time than having it spread out over seven hours. Plus, you got to get up an hour early. You know, by the time you get home, it just makes for like a very long nine hour day, even though school's like seven hours. So yeah. So how would you say that it's going now? Like if a new mom was listening and she's like, I want to homeschool, but let's say her kid's in fourth or fifth grade, right? Because your kids were younger. And so it was. it's a little different. But if someone's older, what would you say to that parent that's like, my child, they love school, but I don't like the direction it's going in. I don't like how they're there. My kid's tired and this, but they still want to go to school. What What would you say that your impression of doing the homeschooling has, is it better than you thought? Have like, Have you really found a lot of better friends for them in the co-ops and stuff like that? Yes, I feel it's better. We, the kids have a lot of friends in a bunch of different locations. So we have our co-op group, we have our park group, there's the church groups that they get to spend more time at, the, they're still involved in sports. So they're still getting all of those things that they, that my daughter liked about school, the socialization part, but her school day is condensed down, um, but she still gets that socialization. Yeah. And it's funny because in school, they might just have like two, three, four friends, where when you homeschool, you're around so many more friends and everyone's building relationships together and you're nurturing those more. So it's a lot deeper and more meaningful because you get to spend, like if you go to a co-op or you're doing a play date, you're, it might be four hours long. Well, they're learning a lot more socialization and connecting in those four hours than they do two months of school. So it's such a great idea. One thing that I've noticed is they don't care about the age of the people that they're socializing with. My 10-year-old is playing with five-year-olds all the way up to the 17-year-olds. They all get along. They work together. They figure out problems together. One of my first memories of a park play date was all of them building a fort and the little kids were just dragging the sticks across the park and the palm fronds while the bigger kids were building it up. And then they had this structure that they had all worked together to create and then they were all playing around it. And, and that, you know, I learned about age segregation like sometime earlier this year. I had never heard of it, but it's such a good idea for the younger children to learn from the older kids instead of just being around the same age kids where no one's kind of learning advanced things, right? It's kind of like having an older brother, older sister. My son is 14. My daughter is seven. Obviously, she's learning different things from him, right? And so when you're sticking a whole bunch of children at the same age all together, no one's kind of breaking through 
that barrier to learn different things. And so when your children are around other children that are so much older or so much younger, if they're around the older children, they're learning. And if they're around the younger children, they're teaching. So it's such a great thing for the children to be around all different ages, also around all the adults. So that's one huge plus with homeschooling. So what would you say is your biggest struggle right now? Sometimes the motivation for them to really buckle down and not seeing why am I doing this? But I know I felt that when I was a teacher, my students didn't see why do we need to learn this math? So it's not a difference between homeschool versus public school. Kids come across that. When am I ever going to use this? So it's just, I taught high school, so I knew how to explain how they can use that in the future. Learning this elementary stuff, you need to learn how to read. It's just a thing, but they're like, I don't need to read. I can watch TV. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. Kids are going to be kids. We don't have kids like Mary Poppins kids that are like, teach me everything. They wake up and, you know, just dance all around and ready to learn. I mean, that is not natural. I mean, obviously some parents have kids that love to excel. I totally forgot. That's right. You are a teach- You are a math whiz. That's right. Math whiz mama. So I wish I would have did that on the intro that you taught math. So, so you've got a little bit of a teaching background. And so I'm sure that helps with teaching the kids or I've heard it kind of hinders because you're used to this structure and right. It's kind of like not that at home. It's something I had to completely change my mindset on to get out of the schooling at home instead of homeschool. So I'm like, no, we need to get through this stuff. That's what we're supposed to get through instead of being able to take a step back, see where they are, assess what they need in order to move forward. And if they need a break, we take a break and it may be taking a break from language arts, but we're still going to be reading good books. So it's not a complete break from school, but we're giving them that mental break to reset. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Okay. So tell us what your evening routine looks like. Do you guys like eat dinner early? Do you have a nighttime routine? Do you get them to bed early? Do they get to stay up late? What does that look like? Their general bedtime is around 8 o'clock. We try to eat dinner around 6, but some of their activities get in the way of that. So they're in sports where we might not be getting home till 7.30 or some scouting troops where we're getting home at 9. So I just try to make those next mornings a little bit later so that they can still do the things that interest them without putting a burden on them and them being tired. Right. So what kind of sports are they in? I basketball and soccer. Oh, very nice. Okay. Now, is that like a lot during the week and then Saturday games? They have one practice a week and games are on Saturday. Do they play it at home together? Do they like to like get together and kick around the soccer ball? 
Yeah, sometimes we'll go down to the park. Our backyard's not very big, but we'll get down to the park and take either the soccer ball or the basketball and play games of horse, or I have many soccer goals, and they'll take turns shooting on each other, trying to dribble around each other. Yeah, because your kids are close in age, so they probably play along really well together. Yeah. So, yeah, I I have um, a seven and a four-year-old, and when people ask me, do they get along? I'm like, oh, they get along great until they don't. I mean, they could play for six hours and then all of a sudden they don't, you know, then they're screaming and fighting. And so, you know, that's typical, but they, they can play my, you know, my 14 year old and my younger ones, they'll, he'll play, you know, little bits at a time, but not like, you know, my kids can sit there and play house all day long. And sometimes I, I don't even break them to do school. Like I just let them play because I know there is so much learning when they're doing their, you know, imagination, when they sit down at the little, you know, their little play kitchen, and they're teaching each other. I think that is so amazing. I think that's really the best way to learn things, right? And then we'll catch up on the book work. But it's so important to play and and find a sport and find their passion. So what do you think that their passions are? What do they what do they love to do? What have you found out that they love since you've had them home? Because now you get to spend more time with them. I did not know Audrey was interested in singing. And so she asked this year if she could audition for the student worship team that's at the church. It wasn't even a church that we attended. We now attend that church because she got accepted onto it. And she just loves it more so than just singing to the radio. Like she's focusing on what her throat should feel like and what her mouth should feel like and what dynamics she should be singing at. So I didn't know she was that into singing rather than just listening to music and singing along with it. Oh, that's great. So when uh, when she's singing, is your younger son like, stop singing? Or is everyone encouraging her? We encourage her. He tries to get her to stop with every ounce of his being. But yeah, that's the sister and brother thing. She's got to push through one day, one day, he'll love it. And he'll support her. So that's really cool. So if you if you had to give some advice to some new homeschool moms that are kind of like on the fence, like they're deciding whether they should homeschool. They're not quite sure because you're still not new, but newer. So you still remember those feelings. Should I do this? Or did you have those? Did you have any of those feelings? Like, should I do this? Or should I not? Or were you like, I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't work out, I can always send them back. Like, where was your headspace in that? I was one of those, we're going to try it. If it doesn't work, we can send them back. I wasn't really on the fence once COVID hit. I grew up in the public school system, so I was like, no, they need to go to school and and taught in the public school system. It's like, no, they need to go to school. They need socialization. All those things that you hear were in my head, but when they were just going to be learning on the computer, I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's see how it works. If it doesn't work, they can go back, but we absolutely loved it. They love it. So yeah, I did not have those questions going on in my head. So so you you can like bust out some myths for us because how long did you teach in the public school system? Like roughly? Since 2004 until 2013. So nine years. Okay, so almost 10 years. So almost 10 years. And when you thought of homeschoolers, what was your first impression? They're weird. They. <laughs> <laughs> Why does people always say that? What does... What does weird mean? I, you know, like <laughs> weird in what way? Let, like, what does that mean? Well, I grew up with some kids that I knew were homeschooled and they were the ones that were bonkers off the wall whenever you saw them. 
So just in my head, it's like they don't have any structure. That was the impression I had that no structure so that when they needed to sit down and do stuff, they couldn't. But I don't see, I mean, I saw that once I started teaching that any kid can be bouncing off the walls and not being able to sit down. But yeah, in my, in my head, that's, that's what you thought. So what would be another myth that you would say that what you thought during those 10 years of teaching versus, well, the one you hear all the time, they're, they're not getting any social time. They're not able to have time with friends. And that one got busted with, uh, they have a lot of time with friends. They get more, almost too much. There's almost like sometimes you have to like turn things down, right? (laughs) Right. Um, no, we are staying home today because I can't do it any today. I need a break. And the socialization is so much more deeper connections, right? It's not just a superficial socialization at school. It's not a sitting with someone at lunch and playing with them at recess. Like they have deeper connections. Okay. So, so other than the socialization and being weird, is there another, another myth that you thought of? Yeah. Maybe they weren't getting the proper education. That was one of my hesitant things was, am I going to be able to provide for them what they need since I don't have the training in science and history and teaching someone how to read? Am I going to be good enough for that? But the curriculums are out there and a lot of them just walk you through exactly what you need to do to help them, especially in the younger age. Times are different. Yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, that that would have been an issue. But as of now, it's so easy. It's there. There's so many good teachers, good curriculums, good online classes that that's not even an issue. If you don't know how to teach geometry and physics and things like that, you don't need to. There's teachers online. There's there's so much out there. I mean, if you're on the fence and you're thinking about homeschooling, like Mackenzie did, just do it. And you can always just you can always send them back. But The goal is to not, so you try your hardest. And there is going to be days where you're frustrated and your kids aren't going to listen. And that's okay. Then just pick it up, you know, the next day. I never write out a calendar or a list. Oh, I got to get this done this week because it'll never, ever work. Someone's tired. I'm tired. They're tired. And everyone's tired different days. Don't want to do it. The weather changes. It's all over the place. So what would give us like three tips or something for a new mom that is looking to homeschool or just started? What would be uh, some tips you'd have for them, Mackenzie? If you're pulling them from public school, take a break with them. Learn about what they like. Let them get used to not getting up and rushing in the morning, just and you not getting up and rushing in the morning. Take that time to learn about each other would be my first tip. Another one would be don't be afraid to change it up. I threw out a curriculum partway through because it was not working for us. And I am so glad I did. And I threw it out and we just read books until I could find a new one that would be a better fit. So I didn't rush back into finding a new curriculum that. Like just because you get this one curriculum, don't you don't have to stick with it. You can change it up. Yes. People do that all the time. Yep. Right. You can change it up. Yes. And get to know the other homeschoolers in your community. Facebook is what I was able to find my group on. And I had to go to one or two places before I found my my good group that meets consistently. 
but once we found them, that's where my friend, my kids' best friends are from, and the really deep connections are there. But the first year with COVID was tough because no one was meeting. So we were home. We were home by ourselves, just nowhere to go. And in shutdown, everybody was, yeah, there was not a lot of places to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all that. So when it opened up, I was, yeah, when it opened up, I was there looking for a group to be able to socialize. I needed it as well as my kids. So we got out there. Yeah, you can't just sit home every day and do nothing. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, so much for being on the show today. I think that people listening have really got to hear from somebody who was in the public school system and now they're homeschooling, someone who had to take their kids out during COVID. They weren't even thinking about homeschooling and then they decided to. So I think that this was a really good interview and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!